Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No you are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the writer and director for Speak No Evil, Christian Taftrup. I want to toast to Italy, of course, to the food, of course. And to love. Dear Louise, Bjorn, and Agnes, how are you? We were just talking the other day how nice it was spending time with you this summer. We would love to invite you to come to visit us. Yeah, you made it! <laughs> Sorry for the mess. It's gonna get much worse. Come on! He's been cooking all day. He's making wild boar. This is for you. I'm a vegetarian. I insist. <laughs> I insist. I'll tell you. Let's go. Hi, Abby. Abel has some difficulty speaking. He has what you call congenital aglossia, meaning basically he's born without a tongue. He's only a child, for Christ's sake. You can't talk to him that way. What is wrong with you? We have a situation here. Someone left without saying goodbye. So many things have felt so wrong. Because we do things differently. No one's forcing you to stay, but I really hope you do, because today is gonna be a great day. Okay, so uh, first and foremost, I'm sure I'm not the first one to ask you this today. How in God's name did you come up with this concept? <laughs> yeah, it's a long, it's a long uh, journey. One day I had that idea, you know, it's pretty much based on own experiences. Oh, I, I, oh, that's I, dark. Yeah, I mean, not, not, yeah, not the the way it turns out. But you know, I I traveled like this a lot. You know, meeting people on a holiday in Italy or France, and you make friends, and and that's nice. And then sometimes you see each other again, and then it's not nice. Then it's <laughs> at least boring, and uh, you were kind of wondering why did we have to see them because it's a total different experience. And and I, I tried that as a child and I tried that on a holiday with my own family four years ago where we met a Dutch couple. And I, I we didn't visit them again, but I immediately thought that's a funny, funny, uh, small, simple idea for a film. The, the, the thing was, the tricky thing was that for a long time, it was more like a comedy in my head, you know, or it was obvious that it was a comedy. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't hit me that much then. And then, Sometimes me and my co-writer, we do like an experiment saying like, what if this idea was a film from South Korea? How would it look like? Or if it was a French film, how would it look like? And then you can kind of test what the idea can. And when we came up with, maybe it's a horror film, then it just opened that idea so much. And we could 
think more radical and more dark and and take the awkwardness to extremes and that was a kick so it it was not and as you might can see there's a lot of humor and satire in the story but there are also genre conventions and disturbing you know things happening so i think you know the it's a clash of different things but it started with a more comedy like idea that we kind of try to combine with more classic horror horror yeah well i mean the comedy as you said is still very present i was just hurting myself laughing it's so uncomfortable at times <laughs> um what do you think was your favorite scene and we're gonna skip the ending for now so what was your favorite just uncomfortable scene to shoot just knowing how much suffering you're going to be putting the audience through when making it because there's some great individual scenes for just cringe moments there's a lot but i think one of our favorite scenes that we wrote as the first scene and we also used it in the audition is the scene where they came back after the bonnie and they're caught <laughs> in the kitchen and they have to explain why they didn't like being there and as they explain it it sounds foolish and 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 then the the dutch couple are much more articulated and much more wise than they are and they end up like maybe it was just me let's stay again that scene is like extremely uncomfortable because you know that is the last thing they wanted and sometimes when we are in a fight with somebody and then have to put words on we can't even you know it sounds silly uh, so so that that scene was extremely fun to write and extremely fun to play. There's so much recognizability to it. Um, so so yeah, that was the first one that that kind of popped up. And then of course that dancing scene was very. Fun. <laughs> That's what I was gonna because say. It's also like how far can we stretch it? And in the script, it was and we also shot it that way, but we cut it out. It was even more extreme. He was shitting his pants and peeing. <laughs> and they were you know there were also a version where they were like more brutal to him and violent to him and so we also had to take more element out to to make the build-up stronger so yeah uh, that was also fun to make uh... <laughs> okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, oh, does Patrick shit his pants? Is that... No, the, the 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 boy was shitting his pants. Oh, Peter shits his pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abel, yeah, Abel, the boy. Abel, I don't know why I had yeah. it in my head. It was and, and 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 that didn't really work because then you know it was a little bit like okay, let's just finish the film there. <laughs> we still have, <laughs> yeah, a, we still have a stoning and all that. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I really love the house design you had for this film. I mean, it's it's the perfect amount of claustrophobia while also spacious and really lends itself to these uncomfortable moments. Was this a pre-existing house? Did you guys construct a set? What are we looking at here? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. And and the funny thing is I had a week of driving around Holland to find uh, the perfect house. And that was the first house we saw. But I thought, no, well, it's not that house. I had another house in my in mind. And then we drove and drove and couldn't find a house. And then we came back to then one and we, I looked at it again. And I said, this is actually really like a horror house. And when you do like a genre film, it has to have a horror feeling to it. 
that's why you see so many horror films that takes place in a forest it's because it's like it's it's it's, it's it has horror elements to it and the funny thing is with that house it was so creepy it looked we, we dressed it a bit but it looked very much like in the film and the guy who who owned the house he uh, he was going to turn it down he was just buying it to build another house on the ground so he just gave us three months and then he had to turn it down and then we were shut down because of corona and we said shit we still miss scenes in this house mm. what do we do so we thought about can we build it in a set but then you know he uh he let us shoot some more and so we made it but but it was a real set and we changed just the wallpaper and uh of course the the props but it was so creepy no no one from the crew felt comfortable being there <laughs> and and of course you've got a house like that in a horror film so but it's a very it's a not typical dutch house uh and and it, it that's why i didn't want it did in the first time because it's it doesn't look like any other dutch houses uh uh, at all I, I guess we can go ahead and start weaving into things that are going to include the ending so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the film there might be some spoilers popping up the, the film's pretty explicit that it's commenting on um people's unwillingness to speak up in the face of inappropriate behavior and obviously that can have tragic consequences tell me a little bit about what that what inspired you on that end as far as you know, people refusing to say what they think and being punished for it. Well, I think that most of us are very dictated by uh, social rules. We're very good at it. We we have a feeling for social behavior, and 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 I, at least I know it for myself. And we're many people are good at small talking, and when we meet uh, some people we don't know, we have a conversation. We both want to keep it up. I mean, we, we don't want to say anything rude. I agree on everything you say. If there's a pause, I feel embarrassed. So we're doing a lot of hard work, just keeping up a conversation when we don't know people that well. And, and I, and I think that's good in many ways, how dictated we are about how we should behave. But, but I also think that sometimes we are more keen on attempting you know, trying to please other people than taking care of yourself. I mean, so many times I sacrificed myself. I ignored that inner gut feeling of, I really don't feel comfortable here, but it's more important for me to pretend that I am instead mm -hmm. of just leaving or being honest. I was trying to stand it out and not speaking up. And that's not something we're proud of admitting, but I see it all the time. And there's a lot of reasons for that. It's because we are taught like that. We are ashamed if we stand out from the group. Uh, we, we are taught it from our childhood, how we should adjust society. And it's also because it's ex extremely vulnerable and awkward to speak up. If you and I came up in a fight right now and <laughs> it was like, you know, I, I don't like your questions or I'm also tired. And some people would do that, but I would also feel <laughs> a little bit guilty the next day, you know. So it, it's, 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 we have this, natural way of wanting to behave and we also expect the best out of other people and i think in along the way it's very good but sometimes we also meet people who who takes advantage of that who doesn't want to do us any good and the film is very much about that what happens if we meet evilness can we fight it can we actually you know are we even permitting it ourselves the, the 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 two the danish couple in the film they can drive away anytime but they don't it's not like some creepy horror film where they're locked in a basement or anything. There are no weapons in the film. They 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 just in a psychological way, 
and in a in a more you know social behavior way decides to stand it out all the time because every time we're intimidated we have this thought that it could also be me it could mm -hmm. also be misunderstanding or i'm 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 sometimes misunderstand things and it's probably just me and i thought that was such a funny dilemma and also very recognizable for oh, yeah. for or modern society yeah well now you know you've opened the door i'm gonna spend the remaining five minutes just asking horrible offensive questions you know just uh see how you react uh no uh so, so, <laughs> surprise uh, so i was curious what kind did you give kind of a, a backstory in your own mind for and this is definitely spoilery if you're still listening for this couple, I mean, do they ever, in your mind, do they ever have people who just leave? Because clearly they do this often. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. The, the Danish couple or what? Oh, sorry, sorry. The the Dutch couple. Yeah, we we we. Well, it's a it's 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 tricky because there was something I didn't want to do from the beginning, and that was explaining why they did it. I mean, in a in a realistic way, in a psychological way, we had many feedback from test audience who said, "You got to have an explanation. Are they thieves? Are they, you know, vampires? What are they?" And every time I tried to answer, "Why are they evil?" it became such a flat movie. I think it was much more interesting that that they were more like, you know, symbols or an allegory on something. But how can you play that as actors? So yeah. what I talked with the actors about is that they were actually Mr. and Mrs. Devil in a way. And, and, and they did this every year for decades. They never die. They just mm. do this every year. But these two devils are extremely good in adapting and playing out how human beings behave. And that was enough for the Dutch actors. And they agreed on me. They didn't want some psychological backstory. And I think it wouldn't have worked because if we have done that, it would be more like a crime story. But this is a horror. This is a fairy fairy tale. It's a fable. It's a it's elevated. And that's why I like to call it a horror film, because in that genre, we we accept it or we not just accept it. It has to be like that. It has to be demon-like. And, and I think it was fun for the Dutch couple to play it like that. But we had some audience who, who did not understand why they did it. But for me, it is a story about normal, ordinary people's reaction to people uh, or, or, or demons who want to do yeah. something evil to you. That is where we have to have our focus. It's not an explanation of why, because it would have made them much more human. And they are not human. They are an allegory of evilness in the world. And for me, that was a liberating thing to do mm -hmm. uh, because we are we we are not used to that in many films. We want to explain everything. And what I hate about a lot of horror films is like the, the last act where you have to explain everything. And it often ends up that it's a cult and they're all witches and, you know, vampires. And I think that's a little bit flat. So, you know, I like it to be more like a myth or... Yeah, where you can think for yourself and debate it afterwards. 
Oh yeah. Well, obviously I, I I'm sure you went on Twitter and saw some of the immediate reactions <laughs> and all these people talking about like, God, <laughs> you know, I would never let that happen to me. And then some people yeah. are like, oh, you know, like maybe, um, yeah, did, did you have trouble when you were getting financing, uh, and, and casting in general, selling people on this ending? I think I did. I mean, we, we had a lot of people who thought it was great and gave us money and also actors who loved it. But I also met a lot who, especially actors who didn't want to come to the casting unless I, I changed the last 30 pages. I mean, <laughs> they really liked it up until page 70 and then they didn't like it. And and I had a lot of good suggestions about how the ending could be. And I also tried to wrote it, write it. And it was just another movie. And I think what people, some people could not really, you know, accept was this bleakness, this hopelessness, this blackness, because we are very used to have hopes or explanations or anything like that. It 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 we're just not used to things ending up in a very, very miserable way. So I was also shaking a little bit myself and but I made a promise with my co-writer from the beginning of the process. And that was that we had to make the most disturbing film in Danish film history. <laughs> and, 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 and every time we, we thought about, let's have a little bit of more of hope in the ending, then it was not disturbing. So we came back to that <laughs> first promise that, remember, it should be radical. It should be dark. And it's a horror. And the purpose of horror is not to please you. It's, it's to make you feeling, you know, discomfort. So so in many ways, we fought with that, also a little bit with financing, but I'm happy I kept it as I wanted. Yeah, I'm I am really, too. I will never, yeah. ever forget that ending. So <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm about to run out of time, but the last question I was curious about, can you briefly tell me about just the practical effects for the old that you were doing? How we did it? Yeah. Yeah, when we did it, I, I I was you know so afraid that it wouldn't work in the final film because it in, in it looks so silly. I mean, a lot of that scene was shot in the studio, and people were so the car looked like it was running was like you know doing like that from the outside, and we had like a an eight year old girl who was laughing, and <laughs> and you use rubber and you use like a fake scissor and you use a stand in, and it take took like two days to shoot. So I had to have that vision in my mind about this should be the most creepiest scene in the world what can we do let's add some scary music and you know i was but when we actually edited the scene it was what i wanted extremely uncomfortable to watch and that's the secrecy of cinema sometimes that it looks so silly while doing it <laughs> but it yeah. but you have to have that you know what you want out of it when it's when it's done and finished in the film uh but I was kind of nervous for that scene, but it, I think it works very well. But it's, yeah, I mean, I was not aware of that when we shot it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm out of time here, but this was so good. My favorite oh, horror film you. of the year so far, and oh, I can't wait for everyone so else to see it. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Enjoy okay. yourself. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Will Mavity's interview with the writer and director for Speak No Evil, Christian Taftrup, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Speak No Evil is currently playing in limited release in New York City and Los Angeles and will be available to stream on Shudder on September 16th. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. 
Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.